quiz. That's not how humility works. 50 Randy quiz. I wouldn't be so humble if it wasn't for Chuck. 50 Randy quiz. You know, you know that's right. We watch movies so you don't have to. Cage Talk. Welcome to 50 Randy Quades, a movie review podcast. I am your host with the most, Nicholas Cage Movies. I am the Fresh Prince of Con Air and ya boy, Chucky B. You know it, that's me. And with me, of course, the most two amazing co-hosts a guy could ever ask for. JT can't match Chuck's energy money. Johnny motherfucking space. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much energy from that side of the world right now. My God, everyone relax, please. And this is episode 153. Hashtag Cage Talk Edition. The Crudes. And like I just said, we just watched The Cruise, the 63rd Nicolas Cage classic. If you have any questions and or comments, you can go right on over to 50randyquades.com and let us personally know what the fuck is up. Don't let me personally know anything. If you address anything... I did forget to put... Do you know what the tagline is? Because I forgot to write it down. <laughs> Bro, I didn't look up the tagline. I took a, a nap earlier. A dev- tagline is yo 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 Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's right. All right, so there are four taglines for this movie, and I don't know which one is the best. I'll let you, JT Money, and you, Johnny Spade, elect to tell me which one you think is the best out of these four taglines. Everything begins. Wait, that's the, that's it. That's the whole one. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's low. That's already last. The journey begins. All right. Now you're just fucking with me. That's last. <laughs> Meet the first modern family. All right. I personally think that one's the best. All right. But but here's the last one. Are you better off now than you were four million years ago? Too wordy. It's the third one. I agree. Johnny? Johnny's yeah. giving me a thumbs up. <laughs> and that's probably, I'd imagine, a reference to the TV show Modern Family at the time, too. Oh, is you it? Know, I would guess, you know what I mean? So that was pretty huge at the time this came out. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, that's one show that I never really like watched a lot of. It's probably going to be something that I just have to go back and like watch everything. Oh, I watched it. I really liked it. Yeah, I my sister, I think, had told me that it was really good. It's but really good. I probably well, would watch it. It's that, you know, mockumentary style, you know, with the interviews. I mean, and all like, that I've seen well. episodes. Well, congratulations. But, uh, I mean, like, I also want to congratulate our listeners because not only are they getting, you know, congratulations, give yourselves a round of applause for listening to us talk about the crudes, but also. Not for- very humble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where's the yeah. humble Chuck we it's all knew? Extraordinarily humble. And also, I would say, give it up for the trailer for The Crew. What, are they supposed to cheer for it wherever they're at right now? Give it up. (laughs) Huge pop. Once upon a time, there was a family. Oh, we've been in that cave forever. Three days is not forever. Here's with this family. Meet the crews. I call this a snapshot. Oh, let's do it again. I think I blinked. On March 22nd, I'm Guy. Guy. And this is Belt. Ooh. Cook, conversationalist, navigator. Also, keeps my pants up. When their world ended. We need to leave immediately. Fire, lava, everything we're standing on will be gone. I don't mean to sound too dramatic, but... A new one began. Where are we? Hopefully nothing big knows we're here. Dad? I'll take care of us. I'm loving this. Now to save it. Come with me to a place where things are better. They'll have to survive each other. It's my job to keep you safe. Wait, looks dangerous. Dad, you say that about everything. Careful. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, from the creators of Madagascar. Go, go! 
whole family packed together on a long, slow trip across country? Uh -oh. We'll become closer as a family! And how to train your dragon. It's so beautiful. I did not see that coming. The last caveman on Earth will become the world's first modern family. A boy's gotta have a pet. I'm gonna call you Douglas. Can you do tricks? Roll over. Good boy, Douglas! Nicholas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds. I call them shoes. I love them! Where are my feet? DreamWorks, The Cruise. I'm calling you fire. Hey, it's biting me! Try hiding from it in the tall, dry grass! In theaters, March 22nd. And we are back in the animated reality again. A cartoon. Yeah, we're back in the Toontown. Oh, no, we should do that <laughs> movie, though. And uh, just in case you guys are new to the show, welcome. Thank you for listening to 50 Randy Quaid's A Movie Review Podcast. But this is Hashtag Cage Talk Edition. Which means... We talk about everything Nicolas Cage. Or at least we meet to. You flip-flop and rolls there, and I wasn't comfortable with it. <laughs> but I, I, it took, I picked up on it eventually. Like Johnny did say, extraordinarily humble. More humble than you could ever possibly imagine i thought you dropped this shtick because we all know you've got a very unique definition of the word humble yeah i mean it's 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 humble man we're all humble especially me super humble. i you have said the exact opposite about me for a very long time now how i'm not humble at all and now you're saying that i am you're humble by association that's not <laughs> how humility works <laughs> <laughs> My humbleness is rubbing off onto you. Don't rub off onto me, please. Through the screen. I wouldn't be so humble if it wasn't for Chuck. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know, you know that's right. This is a real cult leader talk. But like I said, you know, super humble that comes with us giving you the opportunity to know that there's going to be a warning before we spoil the fucking shit out of this movie. And let you know everything there is to know about the movie, The Crudes, at least from the point of view of Three guys that just watched it. And there's going to be a three-second warning right now. One, two, three. Spoil it, JT. A stubborn caveman dad and his family learn the ways of the upcoming modern world from a new guy and avert being killed in a massive destruction of their homeland by going on a crazy-ass journey to a beautiful new world that eventually puts them by the water instead of being in the desert. Yeah. It's one way to do it. So what did you guys just off the cuff think about this? Are we, are we going to do a straight up like review before we get into anything else? about? What oh, I, just... I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about all the other shit. You know, we got a whole podcast to talk about what we think about it right <laughs> off the bat. <laughs> well, I mean, just. All right. So this is obviously an animated adventure comedy. Rated PG for some scary action. You know that's right. I like that. We haven't done a movie that's been rated because of scary action before. So this movie came out on March 22nd in the year 2013. Debuting at number one, no less, for an incredible $43.6 million gate in its opening weekend. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. What would you say? Would you say that's pretty good, Johnny? That's a lot of money. It's a lot of cake. <laughs> I'm trying to be humble about it over here on someone else's part. I'm trying to practice this humility thing. Well, I mean, we don't have to be hum like humble about uh, how much money don't, we make. Don't tell me how to use my humility, bud. I earned it from you, so I'll do what I want with it. <laughs> All right. That's your, that is your right. You're fucking right it is. Let's go. Number two. Olympus has fallen. It's also a brand new movie. Significantly less, though, at $30.3 million. I mean, is that the one with uh, Gerard Butler? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I I've like seen knowing like all that of them. I know that. What'd you say? I've seen like all of them. There's like what do you three mean of them? all of them? Oh, no. Yeah, what else has fallen? has fallen, I think. 
What was the other one? I couldn't exactly tell you, I but I know. I think it's a. I think it has to do with Olympus again. Olympus has fallen too. No, like Olympus has risen and then refallen or something like that. That's like it's not that wordy. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, and this is one that I went and saw in theaters. Oz the Great and Powerful at twenty one point five million in its third week. So that was bringing in a cake. I've not seen that movie. It was all right. It was fine. I'm a sucker for anything Oz, so I was going to see it anyway. Angel has fallen. Fuck it. It's all stupid. Who cares? But no, I mean, it was the Oz movie was fine. I love Michelle Williams and she was in it. So I know you love Michelle Williams. Calm down. I don't know who that is. She played Jen on the acclaimed television series Dawson's Creek. You'd know her if you saw her. She was in things, you know. In the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, she was de- dating Heath Ledger when uh, he OD'd on those pills. The Joker? Yeah. Yeah, and they had a kid, too. So now we get into some real vague movie titles for the last two. Because I don't know what either of them are by name. I'm pretty sure I know what The Call is. Pretty sure The Call, the fourth movie this weekend, which made $8.9 million in the second week, is Holly Berry as like a 911-like call center lady and she gets a call and she's like trying to deal with that like the whole movie cool yeah no i don't know anything about that and i don't necessarily remember what admission is the fifth movie which did 6.1 brand new spade you know anything about the call or admission nope fuck them then i know that i watched a similar movie to the premise you were talking about where it was like a 911 operator but i think it was ryan gosling there's a new one too with uh Hmm. Or maybe it wasn't Ryan Gosling. Is it? Is it the new one? I Probably. think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a brother sister acting team. I, I don't think the sisters in this movie. But who are some brother sister actors? Who are some that brother- aren't Joan? And, that aren't Joan and John Cusack? Jason and Justine Bateman. It's not them. Ah, what is she from? Yeah, if you could give me where someone's from, that's going to help me more than the brother-sister prompt. I think prompt. she's in one of the Batman Nolan movies. Oh, um, the Gyllenhaals. Mag- yeah, Maggie yeah, and Jake. Yeah, 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 Jake yeah, yeah, yeah. Gyllenhaal, not yeah. Ryan Gosling. as Jake, yeah. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. We got there eventually. Congratulations, us, for getting there eventually and not looking it up. We did it. We did it, boys. Let's talk big money like you love to do, Chuck. Yeah, I was about to say, like, just like this movie did it with its huge budget of $135 million, but it doesn't matter because worldwide, this movie brought in $587.2 million, mostly on the backing of all of the foreign money, which was $400 million. That's a lot of fucking bacon. You baby. could like see that budget. Like, this movie looked fucking good. Oh, it's like what I was beautiful. thinking about watching, like, this the crudes and then like it started i was like holy shit this looks good yeah especially when you get into like they're showing off the nature the world they've created yeah. they get to the the treetops and you see the night sky above them like they went all out with it that was incredible yeah it was really well crafted in terms of the the artwork on it so that obviously means that uh, you know domestically the movie still made good money and profited so it was $187.2 million. But then let's get into who wrote and directed this movie and also starred in it. Let's get into it. And that's Chris Sanders. He was also accompanied. Chris Sanders starred in it too? I, he played Belt, I think. Oh, shit. I didn't even re- I didn't see that. Well, yeah, he had a role then. But then sure. he was accompanied by uh, Kirk D'Amico. That's what I would have gone with, too. I was interested to see how you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because you all know that I can't read. That's But no, that's not even a matter of not being able to read. That's just I guess that's how true. are you going to guess how to say someone's name, which can go any way because it might not be D'Amico. I'm guessing it is, but maybe it is the or outlandish D'Amico. D'Amico. Like Jericho. <laughs> and, but this is all off the back of John Cleese's story. Can John Cleese, that's crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the Monty Python, or a Monty Python guy. Oh, so I had no idea who John Cleese was. Oh, Monty Python. And, you know, that whole comedy troupe. Yeah. And the he shit also they voiced did. in The Fable, too. I think he was the narrator. Ooh. Oh, nice. Interesting. I liked that narrator. Well, kick us off on the, the actors, Chuck, because it's your boy to lead us off. Yeah. Well, 
you know what? I should I should say both of the guys to lead us off are what I call your. Should I just go with the doubler? Do them both. They're your Hollywood boyfriends, as I like to say. So, well, I, I would say that Nicolas Cage is not my Hollywood boyfriend. He is the one true god, and he plays Grug. Yeah, rhymes with hug. Yeah. <laughs> and then my legitimate celebrity boyfriend is Ryan Reynolds playing guy i didn't know ryan reynolds was in this movie and i'd seen this movie like i don't know a good seven years ago like multiple times i'd never seen it and i didn't know who's in it i didn't like look up anyone beforehand so i was going for a while like who the fuck's like i know that voice who is that i had to look it up and as soon as i saw it i was like oh yeah why didn't i fucking know that i couldn't tell really anyone's on this once i looked it up though i was like oh obviously well, and it was funny because, like, I obviously do the sheet before I watch the movie, right? And when I, like, get all these names down, I'm like, oh, that's obviously that. And maybe that's what it was. It's like, as I knew who it was to the voice, so I was able to better picture it. And, like, it all sounded like, I was like, oh, yeah, who else could that be? So you've got Emma Stone as Grug's daughter, Eep. Eep, E-E-P. I thought it was Eve for a long time in the beginning of the movie. Catherine Keener as Uga. Uga Chaka. Uga 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 Chaka. Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. Do y'all know yeah. who she is? That brother, isn't she? No, that oh, is Mary Steenburgen. She is for she is forty year old virgin. Oh, right. If right, we're right. keeping it in that if we're keeping it in that world. Then we have Cloris Leachman as Gran. So funny. I knew I knew it was Cloris Leachman. That was one I could tell. I was like, no, I know that voice. Then we've got Clark Duke as Thunk, the son. Who I could tell immediately. I knew the voice, but I didn't know the name. I had to look him up. I didn't know the name, but I could picture who he really was. It's Dwight Jr. Exactly. Uh, Chris Sanders as Belt, as we previously mentioned. Who the fuck is Chris Sanders? He's out here writing and directing and acting. Never heard of him. Doing it all. Doing it all. And we have Randy Thom, who plays Sandy. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's just pronounced Tom. Randy Tom? Yeah, like you don't say Thomas. Yeah, I guess that's right. I just never seen Tom written like that. I've seen Tom as a first name written like that. Really? Tom York of the band Radiohead. Oh, well, there you go. You learn something new every single day, listeners. If you didn't know that, you just learned that too. And then um, we have our world famous IMDb breakdown. Would you guys like me to do it? Oh, please. If you force me to do the fucking spoiler every time, then you got to do the breakdown. After the cave is destroyed, a caveman family must trek through unfamiliar fantastical world with the help of an inventive boy. An inventive boy. That's what it says, right? Yep. All right, cool, 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 cool. I just want to make sure I read it right. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, then uh, real quick, I uh, wanted to mention that this uh, movie, The Croods, the 63rd Nicolas Cage classic, was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Film and a Golden Globe Award for the Best Animated Feature Film, but lost them both to uh, Frozen. Yeah, Frozen was like a fucking runaway Ooh. hit. I've never seen it before. I saw it once, and I was like, that was boring and dumb i've seen it like in passing like i haven't sat down and watched it but it was like on in the background i bet you the animation is beautiful sure it probably is and well done because you know they usually do good stuff and uh also the the crudes this movie launched basically like a whole new franchise with uh, getting a sequel that we'll we will cover in the future as part of the hashtag cage collection and a TV series that was on Netflix in 2015. It debuted in 2015. I don't know if it's still on there or how long it went. I didn't know that was a thing. It was spawned from this movie. Does Nick Cage do the voice in it? I can't imagine so. I do not know. I assume not. And I don't know I, I don't know if it's necessarily following this family. I just think it's in that world that they set up. Well, I don't know. And I'm not going to find out. No, no. But listeners, if you do know and you want to tell us, you can. By going to 50randyquades.com, let us know what the fuck is up. We could just skip the middle band and look at Wikipedia, too. Yeah. So now that we have gotten through all the meat and potatoes stuff. All the business, as I like business. to refer to. I we like gotta that. Get, 
Like we walk into the office, we open up our briefcase, we pull out this fucking sheet with all the business on it. Now we're taking our ties off. We're gonna get loose. I gotta go take a shit. You know what I mean? That's how loose I'm getting out here. So let's <laughs> fucking talk about this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what did your guys's like? Do you wanna go into like your straight up just like what you thought of it immediately, or just are you trying? Are you trying a new format here? How many episodes of this have we done? All right, all right. So. What are the first no, things? If you're trying a new format, that's one thing. Let me know. I'll let you know. I'll give you my review now. But then I don't want to. But then I'm not going to want to talk about it beat by beat. I just kind of like to get the basic, you know, like idea out of the way. But like sometimes we'll talk about it before we record. Let's put it this way: if I hate a movie, you usually know right off the bat. I guess if that's I like, true. I should, I I like should be movie, able to gauge it just on your <laughs> your voice of you're not just being like fuck this piece of shit <laughs> like, yeah I'm, I'm usually not very you know subtle about my feelings when i don't like a movie i have things to say about this movie so let's get into this motherfucker we'll break it down we're down to the last caveman family on earth that's it the final the final crew we got nick cage his wife his three kids because there's a little baby too that didn't get a voice credit yeah, because they yeah, just they just say one word. The baby? Yeah, Sandy. Oh, Sa- the baby's name is Sandy. I'm pretty sure. Who I guess who the fuck else would Sandy be? <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, when we got to that part, I was sitting here thinking, like, who the fuck was Sandy? I was like going through who all was in the movie. I was like, oh, the baby or toddler or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I was more caught up on Tom than I was on the actual who Tom was playing. Okay, so there's your crew, and then Grand, and they're chilling, hiding in caves and shit. And they pretty much follow one rule. Never not be afraid. Yes. Always remember to never forget to be afraid. Yes, yes, yes. Saw something new and they die. (laughs) Everything (laughs) results in death. If you're to ask Nicolas Cage. And the paintings he put on their cave walls that had all the lessons of how everyone died along the way. See this, see this pair, this bear, this, uh, it's like a little stuffed bear. It died because it climbed a tree and it saw something new, just like you said. So they, they set up right off the bat that the daughter, uh, Eep, is just sick of this shit. She doesn't want to live in a cave anymore. This isn't living to her. She needs to follow the light, follow the sun, get the fuck out of here. But Cage is like, as we've discussed here, no, don't do any of that. Stay in this cave, you'll survive. <clears throat> they show them do this big hunt for this egg. A wild family affair that really showed off the animation skill and the action right off the bat. Like, just this huge chase scene with all these different animals in this egg. That was a lot of fun. That was really fun. I don't know if we actually covered this, but they did do a really quick in, like, the credits thing of, like, establishing that, like, all the other cavemen families have died. Well, that's, no, yeah, they're the last caveman family. That's uh, yeah, it. I guess that's they're true. literally the only ones left. Well, I guess we should... I, like, I mean that literally. They're the only ones left, as far as they know. Yeah. So there's this cat that's like chasing them around before they go into their cave. That's part of the reason why you gotta hide in the cave. Yeah, and like it seems like all the animals in this world are like hybrids of animals we like currently have. Well, I, yeah, I think everything was meant to kind of be like, well, eventually they'll become way less cool than what we're showing you here. Yeah, because like the... The initial animal that they get the egg from is like a ram slash bird is kind of what I, I pictured when I... Well, there's down. there's one later that's like an ostrich slash crocodile. Yeah. And then there's like a land whale. Yeah, the whale with fucking legs. The land whale was sick as hell. But it was like... it, And it's funny because like they do this whole thing as breakfast... But then as soon as they eat the egg, they're all like, oh, shit, the sun is going down. We need to go back in the cave. Well, they say like the two knuckle warning. Yeah. So, yeah, they all pile back in. Dad tells the bedtime story with the doll dying and all that shit. And they all go to sleep in a pile with each other, except for the daughter. Yeah, she sleeps on this ledge and like Grug is all like, why does she need a ledge? Why does she need her own ledge? She too good to lay here with the family and it's big old pile of people. Yes. Well, like, so she's, like, hearing some noises and seeing some lights outside. Like, she wakes up in the middle of the night and, like, she sneaks out and chases it down. And she gets up earlier before, like, she delayed coming into the cage because there was something up above their cave, like, high up on the cliff that, like, caught her attention. And so she follows, she goes up there because that's where the light is at, too. And she sees, like, ash floating all throughout the air. And then just this stick that's on fire. And obviously fire is new 
to the caveman at this point. Yeah, they didn't even know what it was. And he's all like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's fire. It's not the sun. She's like trying to touch it and shit. Well, another person reveals themselves there wearing like a mammoth mask. I'm assuming to kind of like blend in as a non-human to not be hunted is the idea. And my first thing I wrote down is obviously her soon-to-be love interest. Before they'd even said a word to each other, I was like, well, I know where this is headed. Well, I mean, you gotta, you know, you gotta have a love interest. Gotta, gotta have it. Yep. If it's not there, why are you making this movie? Yep. So what do you think about this so far, Johnny, this beginning? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, work on my Dan Housen impressions. Pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, basically, what? So she's staring at the fire, and then Ryan Reynolds just kind of, like, leaves? No, he, like, walks up on her, and then she, like, notices him and, like, fucking judo throws him and, like... Is like beating him up and shit, but then yeah, and then and then he shows her fire, and he's she's all like trying to get it out of him, and he's like, no, dude, like I'm, I make fire, but I can't like, like I don't produce it. I I just I she's like get trying st- to squeeze it out of him. She's yeah. like, make it, make it, make it. <laughs> so he's like, no, listen, here's the deal. I'm here with my sloth buddy, who's also my belt, and the world is coming to an end. We gotta go to some high ground over here on this mountain to be saved. Let's do this thing. She's like, I can't. My family's here. And he's like, then here's the seashell to blow on whenever you're in trouble. And yeah, she's like, he's like, yeah, call me. Like, it's a phone. And she's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll call you. Well, new guy has all sorts of ideas that eventually become real ideas thousands of years he's later. He's an idea man. Yep. He's got this thing called a brain. But just at this time, the man without a brain, so we think, Rug shows up. And he's like... You need to get the fuck back in this cave, and you're grounded. Yeah, and she's like, she's like, dude, you never let me do anything. You never let me explain like what's going on. He's like, yep, that's right. I'm supposed to keep you safe. You're just supposed to be alive. Well, she tells them all about like the next day in the morning. She tells them all about new guy, and she blows the shell to call to him. But they immediately grab this thing and fucking smash it to pieces because it's new. Oh yeah, because it's something new. new. They're like, no, thank you. And she's pissed off about it. But then suddenly. The rocks start falling. It's a big old fucking, like, just avalanche. And a huge boulder comes down and smashes their fucking cave up. Well, and she's like, as they're running back to the cave because they're trying to get back home, uh, because all this is happening, she's like, oh, he said this would happen. And they're running back home. And then that's when that happens, what, what you just said. After all the dust falls, right, it shows us this lush, beautiful, new world that they've never really known and she's like yeah we should go into that and like get the hell out of here because there's nothing left uh, like left for us here and grug's like no 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 we'll find a new cave but that's when that fucking like bobcat comes back and it's all like i'm gonna get you (laughs) (laughs) and they're like they're like no and so they're running away from it and they end up just jumping down like Something that would definitely kill them. Nah, it's a cartoon, baby. No one dies. Because, yeah, they jumped, like, hundreds of feet down to the floor. Into a huge jungle with color and wild-ass plants and animals and just totally the opposite of where they were living before, which was, again, from an animation standpoint, really pleasant to look at. The way they animated the whole jungle. And then, what, Grug gets into a fist fight with a bunch of monkeys? But then a, yeah. then a jungle tiger shows up and scares the monkeys off and is going to eat them. But then, like, a tree turns into an animal or something. I kind of wasn't paying attention to whatever happened there exactly. No, I don't really know. I don't really know what happened there. Well, something, I think, like, a tree came to life revealing itself as an animal. And then they, like, got taken back out into this other... They hid inside the land whale. No, eventually they get... Well, the trees came to life and started walking off. And then they're like, oh, a cave. And I was like, oh, I bet you that's a mouth. And And then it fucking closed. And I was like, yeah. Yep. Shoots them right out of its blowhole. Well, and then that, like, the the sun goes down. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, the sun's going down. And the tiger shows back up. Well, the the fucking sky piranhas come out. Oh, sky piranhas. Nice. And they're, like, flying around, right? And, like, the way birds do in, like, those huge formations like you you guys know what i'm talking about are you asking us or the listeners you i know exactly what you're talking about so how else would you describe that for our listeners 
big swooping motion. Yeah, it's a flock of birds. Fucking yeah, yeah. yeah murder. That's only of crows. Not what a crows are. Right? I think it's. O- I think only crows? crows have a murder. I don't know if any other animals have a murder. That's because crows want to murder. Nah, crows are sick, dude. Or they want to bring you presents if you're nice to them. Yeah, man. And they talk. No, that's yeah, that's ravens. Crows want to bring you presents. Yeah, they'll bring you like little shiny things if like you're nice to them. Oh, that's an actual like. That's a thing. Yeah, oh. that's like a real thing. So there's a thing in a game where there is like a bird and you it says like shiny, shiny, and you bring it things and it'll leave something and, in like, its place. Crows will also supposedly like really protect you too if like you're protective of them. Like you get into an issue and they'll like be there ready to fuck shit up man that's what i want to get fuck having like a dog or a cat i just want like a gang of crows that hang out on my land and if some shit goes down they're there pecking eyes out you got this murder of crows be like do your do my bidding oh fuck dude that'd be awesome it'd be like a real life flying monkey situation You'd be like a super villain. You'd yeah. walk around with a bunch of crows. <laughs> yeah, flying. dude. Oh my god, I need to find out how to make that happen. <laughs> oh, that's sick as hell. But yeah, that's when these sky piranhas basically come out and like they kill that. Oh, they whale. eat the land whale down to the bone. And then like guys are like, oh shit, I gotta save these motherfuckers. So we like Well no, the daughter makes a makeshift horn out of something right in front of her and she blows on it. It rips like a a horn off of a skull. There you go. And she blows into that. And that's what guy hears and goes, oh, shit. And so he rushes out there and he's like, oh, shit, sky piranhas. And then so he like makes a torch out of some shit that he starts on fire. And he fucking just grabs her, pulls her tight, and then fucking holds the torch up. And he's all like, bitch, I give you fire. And all the fucking sky piranhas like just went around it as like her family's kind of like crouched behind them, but like at a distance. So the sky piranhas just like went around them like wind in a car or something. It looks really cool. Pretty epic. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And then like the animation just made it amazing, especially considering that they took the liberties to make all these real unique hybrid animals yeah the idea here and that's what i liked about it most was not to create something that looked realistic it was to create a cartoon that just happened to be in a really fucking like great 3d animation style or not 3d animation you know what i mean computer animated yeah yeah yeah. 3d computer it's not a 3d movie might have been i don't know i think they actually did re-release it it? well that makes sense well after this bird's sky piranha situation cage is pissed off about it like the whole family hooting and hollering because they're like, what the fuck is going on? Because they've never... They're mesmerized by the fact that he's got the sun in his hands, basically. Well, he's before we get into like their reactions to that, he's talking shit on what he calls caveys. Because apparently he doesn't realize that they are cavemen, or he's oh, just being yeah, yeah, yeah. real brazen about talking shit on them. But she's like, yeah, we are cave people. That's my family, bro. And that's when they're like, oh shit, by the fire, and they get around it but then cage fucks up and they all of them getting burned somehow yeah well and then they set like basically a forest fire because like homeboy thunk gets he gets like caught on fire and then nick cage is all like go go put it out in the long dry grass <laughs> <laughs> so he's just running around the grass just setting this fucking forest fire and like everybody like like the grandma and the baby just like eat the fire and they're like oh shit and they spit it out well they end up just like riding around these gigantic corn stalks and shit that are like huge they go up in the air and they explode like fireworks and then huge kernels of popcorn come down and they sleep under a pile of popcorn it's all very strange no, yeah, that that was like probably the strangest part of the entire movie. Really weird. I mean, again, fun to watch, but crazy. And they went off like fireworks. Right, right. So that looked really like again visually just fucking really nice to see. But now at this point, they basically taken guy prisoner and they stick him in a log. Yeah, because he tries to run away in the morning, and they're like, they're like, dude, we need him because he makes fire. And Nick Cage was like letting him pretty much run away. Before they're like, no, dude, we need him. And so he's like, all right, fine. We'll just put him in a log and carry him around. Well, yeah, at this point, they're like, okay, so the apocalypse happened. The end is over. We're good now. He's like, no, 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 no. That's the beginning of it. We still got to keep getting to that mountain. We got to get to high ground, man. He's like, we got to get to tomorrow. 
And they were just like, they're like, no, nah, man, that's just like a concept. You can't ever get there. And he's like, no, nah, man, you can get there for sure. You can. It's like just past that. He's talking about literally riding the sun into tomorrow. And throughout yeah. the movie, it sounds like a pretty little metaphor, but he truly believes that's what's going to happen. He's going to reach out from that mountain and be able to like get onto the sun and ride it somewhere. Yeah, because they're like, he's like, that's the plan. He's like, we're going to get to that mountain. We're going to climb to the top and then we're going to jump on the sun, and ride it to tomorrow. But we'll get there. Basically, I have that they wake up like that first night, like that they have Guy captured, right? Because like they wake up next to a huge crack with lava the next morning. Like after the first day of them capturing a guy. Oh, I kind of moved right past that because it didn't really matter. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. I was just trying to find if I did have that written down. I don't think I do. I was on to the, like, the next later where they're trying to like figure out what they're going to eat. And like the grandma's trying to oh, eat okay. funk. I think the next thing I have is a uh, like, guy says he can help, but he's like, I'm not going to be a captive anymore. I think that's right where you're at, where they're trying to hunt for that aid. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, they're trying to hunt for an aid, get breakfast, and they can't really successfully do it, but they get a scorpion, like, which I guess some, like, big, like, desert lobster. And so, like, they eat that, and they're still, like, hungry, but Guy's like, oh, no, man, he's like, he's like, how about this? We'll, like, like, you get me out of here, we'll go off and we'll, like, hunt a different way by setting up a trap. And they basically get, like, a huge ostrich chicken. I thought it was funny too, like when they got it, when like they shot it up into the air, and then when it falls down, it falls down perfectly cooked, no feather, like it just like falls yeah, down the feathers. feathers poofed, and then it was fast forward, it was cooked. And they like they bring the scene, like people are tearing through the carcass, and the camera just travels straight through it. And I was <laughs> like, that was a really fucking sick decision. And I was just like, they had never eaten food before almost nothing like that it seems like they only hunted eggs like the easy shit because they weren't going to be able to kill the the ram bird or whatever from earlier plus i guess if they didn't have fire they couldn't cook that's it. true too they could yeah, never plus i don't think they even mentioned that because i just thought about that they've never had fire they could have never had cooked food no so that was their first she or a uh, guy even says sometime he's like it's like oh man it looks like we're not gonna have any leftovers and she's like leftovers what are that and he's like when you got so much food that there's some left over. Yeah. She's like, oh, we scrounge for food. So, But I guess, yeah, I didn't think about that either. They wouldn't be able to cook food if they didn't have access to fire. So after they're done eating, we go back to story time. And Cage just kind of retells the story of his daughter leaving the cave. But in an ending, just that is all of his stories. Instead of what really happened where they're fine up to this point, she dies. <laughs> And well, that's like all of his stories. Well, new guy's like, oh shit, man, that was awesome. That was a great twist ending. My stories never end like that. And the whole family's like, well, tell us a story then. You have a story like, that oh, shit, doesn't we're end. Two stories. Well, no, and a story that doesn't end with someone dying. That doesn't ever happen in our stories. Yeah, and then he tells a story about how the like, whole tomorrow thing. Yeah, all that, and he's just like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great. You know, we'll be fine. We'll be good, but we got to get out of this place because the end is coming. Dun, dun, dun. So no, no, this is where they wake up in the morning next to the huge crack in the earth next to them. And he's yeah. still in the log and almost gets dumped out. But then he ends up, he does escape. He gets out and he puts out there at this part where there's like these really sharp rocks or shells or something in the ground that you know tear your feet coral. up yeah coral that tear your feet up when you walk on it and guy knows to put on shoes which looks like he built out of the feet of a dead animal yeah basically that's what that looks like it's funny because he's walking on it and grug's like come here and he goes on and he's like ah don't step on those rocks and or like don't step on those those sharp things and thunk's like what like this and he steps on it and then grand's like ah move out of the way girl and then she goes to step on it. She's like, ah, it's sharp. And he's like, it's like, dude, how fucking stupid are you guys? That's the point. They're very stupid. Well, it ends up, they negotiate that he'll go with them on the journey and he'll be a free man. And he'll hook them up with all the tricks on how to get across. And pretty much everyone in the family at this point is like, all right, we'll follow you. You seem to know what you're doing. Except Grug does it very begrudgingly. Yeah, he hasn't bought in. Like the rest of the family is like fully bought into Guy as being like this awesome new thinker. And well, like, I guess we should point out too that Guy is drawn differently too. 
Like he looks more like the next modern and acts more like a human human, not a caveman. Yeah. Well, also a thing I think is interesting is comes back into play later is Cage is always resistant to all these new ideas, the stilts, the fucking like sled to go down, swimming, all these things. But he's always forced in the end to do the idea and succeed doing it when the tiger comes back and is trying to eat him. Yeah, it's always the tiger that's like, oh, I'm gonna. If you're not gonna do this, then I'm gonna force you to do it because I'm trying to eat you. Yeah. Um, I did also notice that. So, like, what when they go, they get to this point where they're gonna have to drop down and make their way through like this, like looks to be like a cavernous area. It's like a tunnel kind of system through these rocks or whatever. And this is like right before they get to like a flower area, which is right before they get to the like the mountain so like nick cage is like all right man i'll go down there we're all gonna go down there we'll make our way and we'll get there and we'll be fine and guys are like no man there's a lot of different passages we should probably just split up and then like we'll all take shells so we can call each other for help if we need like if we get caught in a situation or we you know we just backtrack and then make our way going that way we'll find the fastest way out of there quicker and Grug's like, no, 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 no. We can't do it like that. We got to stick together or else we're not going to be safe. And new and guys are like, dude, we're not safe. The world is ending. We need to get the fuck out of here. And you guys are so fucking slow that we need to, like, pick this up a little bit, right? And I forget exactly well, hand, what prompts them. Their hand is forced. The, the earth keeps fucking oh. collapsing on itself and falling into lava pits. So they're kind of forced to... Like, they don't even, like, jump. They're knocked down into these tunnels, separated from each other, for the most part. And that's when I noticed, I was like, Emma Stone's character, Eep, was the only one who did a superhero landing, as noted by Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. Or not Deadpool. Who was that that noticed that? I don't know. I didn't... Oh, it was the girl from the Scarlet... Oh, Black Widow? Black Widow movies. There we go. Because, like, yeah, she was ripping on... Yeah, it's uh, like, Scarlet Joe. Do that? Yeah. I didn't notice it in this movie. Yeah, I just I noticed it, it just because, like, because of that uh, reference from Black Widow that I have now. I always notice it, and I'm like, oh, that's funny. She even does like the hair flip too, and I was like, oh, superhero landing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but then we get like they they eventually make their way through there, and we get like a guy versus Nick Cage like grudge match like at the tar pits. Is there anything else that you have written down? Well, before there's the that? whole thing before that where, like, oh, the, mom, the, the mom, uh, Uga, whatever, Uga, thanks Guy for giving everyone a really good day, teaching people all this shit or whatever. And that's when he takes them up to the top of the tree and shows them the night sky. Cage is not up there with them, but he, like, sneaks up and he's eavesdropping and he hears Gran say, Oh, man. If that grug dude had an idea, I'd have a fucking heart attack and die. And so he's like, "This is one of the best bits, right?" Yeah, now. he's like, "So the next morning, he because this he slinks down the tree that night. He's got this big ass grin on his face. So the next morning, he like wakes up and he's showing off all these new ideas to the group. And he has like dreadlocks. Oh, he's, he's like, yeah, I call it a rug. Well, he's basically dressed to look kind of like guy does." In a way, because Guy kind of had, like, dreadlocks tied up like that, too. But then you're showing up ideas like shades, which are just rocks made to look like sunglass shape that'll go over your eye. Those were good. A mobile home, where there was, like, a bunch of rocks that he carried up above his head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what he called it, but the one where he basically just put, like, paint on his face and then slammed a rock into it and said, that's a oh, picture. Oh, yeah, instead of cave painting. <laughs> yes. a slap shot or yeah. a snapshot. Yeah. <laughs> There was just so many good ones, but all of them don't really work out well. Like, there are the rough ideas of things that will happen again thousands of years from then, but not so good. And the whole family's like, bro, come on, man. Like, all these ideas suck. Even the rock, he was like, well, right on the rock, like a big ass boulder. And then they get in a big old turtle shell and they're, they get to the foot of the mountain, you know, in the water. Yeah, in the like, water. It's like a big canoe. On it? No, there's a canoe. Like... They're like in the water. Yeah. And everyone, when they get to the mountain, is like, oh, shit. Like, that thing is wild. And just then, a huge, another huge ex- explosion is taking place behind them. And Cage gathers everyone up, and he's like, let's get in this cave that I see. And they're like, no, we're not going in the cave anymore. We're done with the cave. 
We're going to the mountain. We're going to do something new. And this is where Cage chases down guy to beat his ass. They end up stuck in the tar. And that's when, like, guys like, dude, you just need to fucking relax because we ain't getting out of this. The more you fight, the farther in you're going to go. He's like, I just know from experience. And then Grug's all like, oh, shit, like, what happened, man? And he's like, oh, man, like, my family died in this when I was a little kid. And I know about it, so I fear it. And Grug's all like, I understand now. I'm sorry. There's a little bonding moment for these two. Yeah, now they're homies. And then Cage just like, also, use your brain to come up with that idea and fucking save us right now. And uh, he does. He does He does another puppet to attract the tiger back over to like save it yeah. from being killed in the tar. That was a funny bit. But then somehow, like, the tiger, when they get saved, the tiger gets caught in the tar and flung further away again. Yeah, I don't really understand the physics of that. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, it's a a cartoon movie. And then, even still, they're in tar, and I'm thinking, like, that's hot. Right. Like, you can see it boiling. I'm like, the tar is hot. That's why it's moving. It's not, like, cold sludge. Yeah. Like, that's hot tar. Yeah, you guys will be burnt the fuck. Nah, out. they're fine. It's no big deal. Then the whole family shows up, and Cage is like, "All right, guy, get us to tomorrow." And he's like, "Oh, we just gotta go over there." And then like, there's a fucking like, the earth starts shifting again. And it cracks. It's like crack. <laughs> well, this is happening at the same time. They get up to this ledge that's looking out of the mountain, and the sun is right there. And guy reaches out to touch it, and he's like, "Oh fuck! Like I can't. Like it's not there. I can't. Like yeah, it's too far away. I can't still. jump to it to ride it to tomorrow." And then the whole the what was that sound again? Crack. Yeah, that happens all around them, and the whole shit's falling apart. And Cage is like, "All right." Here's what I... I'm going to throw y'all. Yeah, here's what I can do. I can chuck y'all. Because mom is trying to get everyone back into the cave. She's following the instincts at the end of the world. She doesn't know what else to do. Because, yeah. you know, whatever. But Cage stands there looking at the sun. He holds his hand up to it like Guy and his daughter did earlier. And he bonds with the sun finally. He's like, all right, here's one thing I can do. Chuck y'all over there. You can make it he's with like, my yeah. power. He's like, I'm strong. So I can do that. And so he's throwing them all over there. And, you know, he's not really ever able to, like, communicate with his daughter how he feels. And that was something that guy had said to him. And so they kind of have a little moment. And, like, the whole movie, he's like, he's like, never not be afraid. Fear is what saves us. Like, just really hammering home. Like, always be scared because that's what's going to save you. Like, the... The wanting to live and she and, and instead here he says the complete opposite where he's just like never be afraid and they're about to say like i love you and he's like no nah, i gotta i gotta fucking throw you now so then his whole shit falls apart and he goes and crawls into a cave starts a fire with two rocks which he's been trying to do the whole movie and has failed at but he just and he's like oh shit dude he's like i got it i got it guys oh shit everybody's gone fuck so he starts drawing a picture of everyone on the wall and then he draws his arms hugging all of them at once because that was the scene you're talking about with the love each other or whatever where he created yeah. a hug and because it rises a grug which is again a bit that kind of happened throughout the whole movie too calling things something because they rhyme with grug yeah because he's dumb and he doesn't really know things like words so there's this big boom and all of a sudden the tiger is back in the cave in there with him he blows the fire out but then they both stoke the fire back up again and they're super scared and then the tiger's like all right bro you're my bro now he's like yeah 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 he's like i'm too afraid of this darkness shit so if you can keep me safe with this fire what well, was another home. concept the guy brought into the world having a pet or whatever? And at one point, Thong kid like found this thing that was kind of like a dog or, or you know whatever, like a dog crocodile. Named yeah, Douglas. and then he lost him somewhere along the way. But as we find here in the morning, or right at this point, I don't remember what kind of time it passed at that point. But Cage hears this horn blowing, and he's like, oh shit, they're in trouble. I gotta find a way to help them. Really, they're like blowing and mourning of his passage because they figure he's fucking dead. Yeah. And this this is where he like he has like his first actual idea where he's like, oh dude, this is what I'm gonna do. He's like, I'm gonna get those sky piranhas, and we're gonna he's like, I'm gonna put some tar on this like dead bones, and then get the sky piranhas, 
they'll get stuck to the dead bones because we'll be like hanging out inside of it. They'll get stuck to the tar that we put on the bones and we'll just use that to like fly us over there. Yeah, it's a real convoluted idea, but it works. Yeah, it's a real fucked up blimp that he makes. At first I was thinking he was just going to get that tiger to jump the gap, but that's not what happened. No, no, something much more complicated than that happened. Well, yeah, because he's got to dry. He's got to grab the fucking Douglas, and then he grabs this other animal that like it showed us a couple, couple, of, times couple of different animals. Twin squirrel with one tail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a fucking dual. It was like a. It's like, like cat a dog, mink, except like, for some two-headed. Yeah, different. it was totally fucked up. Well, he gets his whole crew together, and he just barely escapes as the whole mountainside explodes. And now that was some good-looking animation. Yeah, all the smoke going through the rocks. Uh huh. Yeah, it was really cool. But then that's when they finally get to tomorrow. Yeah, Cage appears to the other side. Everyone's in love. They venture on because that's what they've learned is the right thing to do. Just keep on moving till they hit water. Well, they go. They get down to the water. They live by the water. I'd imagine, you know. Yeah, they have a good old time. They fly off, and uh, that's what like. Quite honestly, this is my biggest problem with the movie. Is it just doesn't really end. There's no resolution. They just kind of like they survive. That is the resolution. They survive. Yeah, they made a second one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, why did the uh, like? Because it leaves them the wide the open. Stop. If this succeeds, to do whatever they want to do in the second one. They're not tied down to anything. That's the real truth of it all. Is it just they're like, all right, let's just have a innocuous ending? No, I think it's perfectly fine. It's not like like the stakes were high, but the stakes were handled. Like the stakes were survival, and they survived. So I don't know how much. Like again, it's a kids movie too. How much more you need than that? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, it makes it makes sense, right? Like yeah, because I would have earlier. I would have enjoyed if it was Nick Cage sacrificed himself to save everybody else. Yeah, that would have been fine. But then you don't have the sequel. Not for a kids movie, though. Right, but... and then you don't have a sequel because you lose Nick Cage. As you see, there, there's I don't. I just say, or it could have been him just being stuck over there, and the next movie is how they reunite. True, that's true. I actually kind of thought that's where they were going, but then I was like, ah, it's a kid's movie. It's got to have some sort of like good ending. The guy who needs to learn a lesson needs to learn the lesson and overcome in that kind of a story. You can't be ambiguous with with these kind of things in the kid's movie. Like that's the main thing is Grug learns. You can't be afraid of being forced into the future because it's going to happen whether you like it or not. So just roll with it. Yeah, you can't stop time. So just right? roll with it. And the movie's got to give you... Now, you take that same theme and you apply it to a movie meant for adults, sure, you can have a way more ambiguous ending. Well, and that's why you get the movie in time, where it's completely different, but slightly similar. And the fact that time is crazy. The movie with What's-His-Face? With um, Timberlake? Yeah. The movie's dope as fuck, yeah, that's dude. That's a cool concept, too. Okay, so I guess that brings us to that point of the podcast where we are going to rate the Croods, the 63rd Nicolas Cage classic, on a scale of 1 to 50 Randy Quaid's, where 1 is obviously the lowest, 50 is obviously the greatest, and then 2 to 49 is literally anything in between. IMDb gives the Croods 36 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. Who would like to start? the rating portion of the podcast i'll go i'll keep it limited since i just spent however long talking about my feelings on this movie already i'm gonna give it a 41 i don't know why i don't want to go higher than that it just feels like the appropriate number for this maybe because i am watching a kid's movie as a grown man and it's gonna be lacking certain things i'm looking for because it's a kid's movie and i don't need to grade it on the merit of being a kid's movie if i don't want to god damn it but to that point, Nick Cage is made for voiceover work. That's like, even if one day he wants to stop actually appearing on screen, which would be crazy, he could always just do voiceover work because he's made for it. He's so good. He did, yeah, it was great. Um, I don't know if I feel the same way about Ryan Reynolds because his like he's fine, but also like you need the gorgeous. That's behind not it. what I'm saying, but that is definitely what you're saying. Did you see that hot bod? <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it. The animation was fucking great. And I think the key here is that I'm looking for, and you know what, here's what I'm going to bump it up to a 42 for. I'm looking forward to seeing the sequel, knowing that it exists. And that, you know what I mean? I'm not walking out of this going, oh God, I got to do this again. Like with 
uh, Ghost Rider. Oh yeah, that was awful. Uh, different different setup here, but yeah, forty two for the crude. I would recommend it. I don't think I'll purchase it. I would probably watch it again. I'm happy with my purchase, even outside of the cage collection purposes. I thought this was a great movie. I just don't think I would ever need to be like, oh shit, I need to watch the crudes. And I totally understand that aspect. I would watch it again, but I don't think I need to be able to go to my collection and pull the crudes down and go, yes. I'll give this shit a 40. 40. Out of 50. 40 for shorty. (laughs) 40 for the shorties. Had a really good cast. Nick Cage was great. He had, uh, I liked when they were stuck in the tar pit and they were doing like the puppet thingy. And they were like, oh, I don't think the tiger's coming over here because it doesn't think the female tiger we're playing as is in too much distress. And Nick Cage was like, give me those acting sticks. And then he starts freaking out. That was really good. Probably won't buy it. I wouldn't actively watch it again, but if it was on, I'm not going to pay $4 to watch this movie again. But I would recommend it as well. Go watch it. It's fun. Yeah, I thought this movie was an absolute blast. Like An absolute blast. <laughs> don't talk You like just that. did. <laughs> you put some sort of like California stoner on it, which I don't necessarily talk like that. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like like Matt Riddle. I'm not doing that at all, though. That's the thing. I'm just doing your I voice. I felt like that's it, what it, it was. It wasn't. Like you were mocking no, me. No, I, w- I was mocking you by doing your voice, not Matt Riddle's voice. An absolute right, so, blast. Yeah, I thought this movie was an absolute blast. Well, it was. It was adorable. I really enjoyed this movie. Like Johnny said, the the casting is so good. I mean, not only do you have the one true God, Nicolas Cage, but you also have America's sweetheart, Ryan Reynolds. And... I agree with you, though, JT, that Ryan Reynolds was not made for voiceover. No, you just want to look at his hot packs. He did a good enough job, but it's probably the reason why I didn't realize it was him the first handful of times I saw this movie. Also, I wasn't really watching it. It was just kind of... That's not even necessarily a problem either. Like, a really good voiceover actor, a guy like Mark Hamill or whatever, you don't know it's him because he's playing a character. He's getting in to the role but ryan reynolds wasn't doing anything different than just talking like ryan reynolds and it still was like who the fuck was that i kind of felt like that about chris pratt and lego movie yeah because he's not a voiceover actor that's a very specific Wait, skill he's mario i mean oh, he is we'll mario. find out about that how good or oh, bad I'm, that'll be i like chris pratt so. i think they're releasing a trailer next month i think chris movie. pratt was really good at what he started out as or what i knew him as i don't think he's this a, they've turned him into something I don't think he's actually good at being. Into an A-list movie star? Not even that, because, I mean, I guess he's, I just don't, I don't think he's a good leading man. He's a great Star-Lord, and he was really good in Parks and Rec for what he was. Well, in Star, and yeah, in, in the Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he doesn't really necessarily, there isn't really, it seemed like, one main star in that movie, he's, which is why he works really well. He's the focus of the he story, the but everyone gets equal time for the most part for their story to develop, but he's still... Yeah, they all get a chance to shine. But it's part of why I don't really enjoy the newer Jurassic Park movies, because I don't like him in that role. I don't like him being... The lead. I just don't... I don't know. He doesn't do anything for me in a movie like that. Yeah, I like it. I like Chris Pratt, he's though. He's fine. So. He's okay. Not, not again, but a guy not built for voiceover work because it's just I maybe more than Ryan Reynolds though. No, I, I would agree with you there. I think he's better at it than not better, just more suited, I would guess, than Ryan Reynolds for it. Either way, if I'm hearing Ryan Reynolds, I'd he's an international superstar. Well, that's undeniable. I mean, that's basically like this movie was great. Like we've touched upon all the reasons why I really like it. It's got a really nice, easy story, but it's yeah, the visuals are just amazing. Like. What they're able to do with this movie, like the animation was so good. I would say see it alone for the animation, and then the movie itself is really good. Like I like the whole. I, that's the like the best thing that I love about kids movies is they're just so wholesome, and sometimes you need that. To, it's just a nice brain refresh. But I'm going to rate this movie a solid 47 out of 50 Randy Quaid's. I just the fact that the ending was kind of weak. 
was my biggest reason for bringing it down. And it does make sense in retrospect why it would be like that. So you can, yeah, see if it's going to be good and, and spin itself into a franchise kind of like it did. But that would be my biggest reason for not giving it a solid 50 out of 50. But I think a 47 out of 50 is great for this movie. And we all agreed that it was at the very least a 40. You're giving it the silver ballers. That's what we should call it, 47 from now on. Oh, I'm yeah, giving I it like to that. Silver Ballers. I like that. I like that. Silver Ballers Award for this movie. And I think that we can all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes streaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, of course, our website, 50 Randy Quades. And also on our website, you can check out our uh, two TV series and all of our hashtag cage talk editions. But um, next month on 50 Randy Quades, episode 154, Frozen Ground. That's right, listeners. We have for you another hashtag cage talk movie. But until next time, we watch movies so you don't have to. Peace, Peace out. out.